Welcome to the Old Souls and Seekers podcast brought to you by Satori Prime. If you're anything like us, you've been around and around the personal development and mindset block quite a few times. You've read the books, watched the videos, attended the seminars, and even worked with a coach or two, and yet you still find yourself searching for more. You may even feel stuck or that you should be farther along than where you are right now. And after doing over a decade of mindset work, we've come to this realization. Mindset work is like a small hit of dopamine that distracts you from your true work. You get these little hits of feeling better only to be met with the same underlying conditions and patterns over and over again. Now, mindset was an important part of your evolution as well as ours, but it hits a plateau and now you find yourself ready for that deeper layer of growth and expansion. If you're listening to this podcast, then you're ready to get off that Ferris wheel. This podcast is only for those that are ready to dive deep and do the real inner healing work. For those that are ready to move past more information into actual experiences. If you're looking for more understanding, then you've come to the wrong place. This is a home for old souls ready to fully embrace and remember who they truly are. Ready to make a profound difference in their lives and in the lives of others. So welcome home, dear one. We're excited to be part of your journey. So uh, we'll chat to you guys today about um, some experiences we've interpersonally had um, about anger and negativity, certainly part of everybody's life. And we are in a really interesting time (laughs) as humans and being squeezed and um, seeing a lot of negativity in our world. And so, right, we can... We can view these things from the uh, the conditioned mind, so to speak, or we can start uh, really watching these things more from awareness. And that's a really important distinction that I think as we fundamentally evolve as human beings is distinguishing between what is the mind and what is awareness. And then how do we find which one we're in? And then how do we leverage that to uh, notice where we're at, also exit where we're at, learn from where we're at, and use it, uh, use our situations, use our global situations, our relationships, our interpersonal experiences, not as something to add more trauma and ego in our lives, because ego is really just a trauma response and identity for a trauma response. But instead, how do we leverage what we're learning um, to grow, to cultivate more safety in the body, more well-being in the body? Because we're here to tell you guys that every circumstance uh, that you're dealing with in your life is not an opportunity to exasperate you more. It's really an exasperate to bring life back into your body. And so that's a a really big deal. Before we get to that, though, I want to share a little personal victory here because I have, here's the thing, right? We're all looking for like the instant gratification, transformation, Amazon purchase, you know, click the button and get it here. And, and so we, we've gone to this place of such a lack of focus in our society that we think that even though we intuitively know this is not true, we'll still think we should have an instant result, instantly get it. Everything comes down to practice. Everything comes oh, yeah. down to practice. Everything comes down to practice. Anything that you're ever going to get good at requires effort in terms of you putting in the time and attention to get good at that thing. If you want to become a professional ball player, a professional dancer, a professional artist, you're not going to go on a weekend retreat and be the best at it. You're going to learn, hopefully, practices that open up the doorway for becoming a master and professional. And then practice. it's we're here yeah. talking about practice. And so, you know, when we say practice makes perfect, it's really not an accurate statement. It's perfect practice makes perfect. Imperfect practice will make you imperfect. You can absolutely practice the wrong things. Like I remember when Elon and I first started playing tennis, we could hit the ball around, right? But like we had no coach, no trainer, no mentor. And so what happens? You get good at the game you're playing, but you end up picking up a lot of bad habits. And then there's a certain part of your game that doesn't work. I haven't played tennis in nine years, but Elon, I'm sure can display to this. And then you get one little thing and it's like, oh, that, that perfected my practice. Now I can go practice that thing and actually get really masterful at that part of the game or that part of my psychology. So just want to say that everything we offer you guys here is not about a quick fix. It's about offering you things that we've been trying, testing, experimenting 20 years ontologically have discovered that works for ourselves. And, you know, we get to test it on a large population of people to see if that, that works at, at scale 
does that, that does that work for 9.9 .9 out of 10 people when they try that practice? And that's the things that we offer here are the things that have worked for us on 9.9 .9 out of 10 people or are working for people. So I've been doing a lot of really cool new practices that I'm not going to share here because that's why you come to our courses. <laughs> but they're really cool. And because uh, I've been playing a lot with the uh, idea of quantum physics and spiritual sciences and neuroscience and just kind of like all three of them together because I just wanted to see what happens when I take a little bit from all of them, kind of throw them into a single practice. And I've been having truly life altering kind of experiences. And so I want to share one story with you guys here real quick, because these are the kind of stories you hear like on the movie, the secret and stuff that don't make any sense. And, you know, and part of that is just like, I've been in this question, like really, what can I manifest? Like how crazy can this get? Because if it really is the way that I think that it is, the way that we're theorizing and seeing scientifically, and again, through all these different things that I'm pointing at right here, like nothing should be off the table. Like nothing should be off the table. It is just a matter of, of practicing. And that's why I wanted to nail that home. Like I'm practicing something right now to shift dramatically my uh, experience of my past and the frequency that I'm carrying in my body. So here's a quick story about after I've been doing this for, for quite some time now. A few, a few weeks, I should say, or like about a month. So I, uh, over last Christmas, I bought my, my, uh, my parents-in-law. Is that the right word? Parents-in-law? That doesn't sound right. Yeah. In-laws. In-laws. That's the one. Parents-in-law. Like still immigrating this thing. Yeah. My, this. So my parents-in-law, <laughs> I, I, uh, we acquired them a uh, dishwasher last year and the dishwasher has been acting funny. It's only like eight or nine months old. So huge pain in the ass. End up calling. It's a Samsung thing and every time i call one of these companies i like called and then they canceled the booking for someone to come here and look at it then two different companies tried to convince me that it was off warranty anyway i end up like like as it is when you're in customer service things right you know it's just like taking too much time kind of annoying but i'm at this place in my life right now i'm like hey if if i'm supposed to be annoyed right now like let's really be with the let's annoyance be annoyed, you know? yeah. let's, let's be annoyed in awareness let's not be annoyed from the mind so annoyance can be here and I can still be pleasant and kind to this person. Cause it's not them. They're just following, you know, protocols that you may or may not think are stupid. So anyway, so I go through this whole thing, many hours of these shenanigans, eventually I finally get the thing, convince them that I have a warranty, find receipts from forever ago, all these things. Today I wake up in the morning and mind you, so all I did was I called somebody to come out here and look at this thing to find out if it needs to be removed and changed or if there's like a part that needs to be switched or whatever. That's all I did. Wake up this morning, I get a text message from Samsung and it says something along the lines like enroll here um, to pay. And I understood it as a payment that I needed to make to Samsung. And it says $1,903 and 20 cents. And I'm like, this rusher doesn't even cost that much. Why are they having me pay this? So I'm like feeling the frustration again and awareness, right? Like, Okay, cool. There's this experience happening now. Click on it, get on the page, and I'm still reading it as I need to pay them this money. So I kind of go on this website because I want to investigate what's happening. It's asking me for an account ID number, which says that they sent it to me in some other form. So I don't have that. But as I reread it, I suddenly notice that in the email it says this account ID number is from a refund order form. Now I'm like really confused. I'm like, I didn't ask for a refund. So I suddenly get it in my head. I'm like, wait a second. They're not asking me to pay. They want to pay me $1,903. So now I'm like, this is this is too good to be true. Like this can't be. So I get on the website. It has this whole like enrollment page. And again, it's asking me for this account ID number, which I don't have. So I like call Samsung. I'm like, listen, you guys send me this email. It's asking me for an ID number. I don't, I can't locate that. Can you give it to me? The woman's like, sure. Give me your information. Blah, blah, blah. Plug in all the information, go on the website. And it says, how do you want to get paid? It says you want PayPal, you want ACH, you want Zelle. PayPal, sure. Put in my information. It says processing. Please wait. Five minutes later, $1,900 shows up in my bank account. What? $1,903.20 out of the blue. Go figure. Wow. Yeah. So Samsung just paid me two grand. I don't know why. I don't know who hit a button. I don't know what's going on. But did they give you an explanation? No, there was no, no inquiry on their part. This is like a monopoly, like bank has made an error in your favor kind of situation. Wow. Yeah. No idea why. So my point here is, is like, I want to attribute it to things that I can't attribute it to. 
we've spent i think we've spent way too much time as human beings trying to explain the unexplainable and i think that's a a worthwhile goal i've been doing some research on like monastic practices which were like really big in china from like 9th century to 13th century and during that period of time they just took the they took the philosophy of like why are we trying to explain the unexplainable let's just be with it you know <laughs> let's just learn from it let's be with it and and that is becoming a little bit more of my contention too now i'm interested in quantum physics and the science of trying to explain things certainly but if i live from that place at all times i live in the frustration of trying to also control those things all because i understand i should be able to control an outcome versus just aligning to certain frequencies that have specific outcomes and that's all about the felt sense but when our mind is unfocused and it keeps yanking us away from an alignment of frequency, which is really the underpinnings of how you're generating your reality, how photons literally are responding to you and generating what we call reality. And there's this co-regulated relationship there. We're missing some major opportunities. Like that's not finding a penny on the ground. That's finding, I don't know, a whole like 190,000 pennies on the ground. Right. <laughs> so uh, pretty fucking cool. I was like, call my wife. I'm like, Hey, <laughs> That just happened. That just happened. Super fun, right? And so, and I, and I do believe that stuff like that can happen all the time. It's just like maintaining a practice because what I notice is like, I'll read a book or I'll watch a show that has a great idea. And then the next few days, it like plays on me. Like how many of you guys have like read the surrender experiment or autobiography of a yogi and you suddenly find yourself like in this vibe. You're like, oh, I'm just surrendering to everything. Everything's in flow right now. But then you put the book down for a few months and it like, that, that frequency kind of fades away. Well, what would happen if you maintained that awareness constantly? Like that was, yeah. you added something into your day that made that a specific practice. Like you always remember to surrender. You know, you just sat maybe for five minutes, you looked at what's going on in your life and you accepted it versus trying to figure it out and fight against it and how you're going to resolve it. That would stick you into different frequencies. So my, my practices have been around some with like, okay, this is what we know right now. This is what we've known. And it's adding up to what we're learning. Uh, and the other part is like, I want to maintain a frequency. How do I do that? Like, what are the practices I got to do? And we've been sharing a lot of this stuff in, in the group indirectly and through our Telegram channel and stuff like that. Um, so pretty amazing, huh? That's a really cool story. Yeah. Worth, pretty, worth the wait. Pretty cool, Hansel. Pretty cool, Hansel. Um, yeah, I want to just highlight, because I also had a, a pretty amazing interaction. Um, and something that came up during that is something that you kind of touched on, uh, but maybe we can just kind of dive into that because I know this is a, a pretty big pattern for certain people. So, you know, when people do our uh, coaching programs, uh, whether they're in it for three months or a year, one of the first, first things we tell everyone that joins, like on the introductory call, this is what we say. It's like, this is the part of the, the journey. It's like a roller coaster ride. And this is the part where, you know, like we're walking around and checking that you're like buckled in because once this thing leaves the station, there's no getting off the ride. Right. And what we've known from both having personally gone through this kind of work, as well as taking thousands of people through this work, if not tens of thousands at this point, um, is that at some point when this thing goes upside down really fast or inside out, or, you know, it does one, one move or flip, like you're going to get super fucking uncomfortable and you're going to be like, get me off this goddamn thing. And it happens to everyone. And what we let people know, it's like, that's the process, right? Like the design of this work is that it opens you up and all this stuff starts bubbling to the surface, stuff that you have buried for a long, long time. And that stuff could be terror. I mean, like deep seated terror. It can be uh, fear, like anxiety, fear, overwhelming. It can be sadness. And I mean, like deep, deep sadness, like deep levels of grief that you haven't processed. Uh, and one of the big ones that ends up as people open up is anger. Anger begins to bubble to the surface. And Guy and I run a specific pattern where like we are just wired with, with anger. We call it, uh, it's, it, some people call it anger. There's the name psychopath, but I'm just going to call like a, like a fire, like a dynamic energy. And if you think about most world changers, people who like 
are very charismatic and get people to follow them and all that stuff that comes from this dynamic fire energy. But there's a difference between a fire breathing dragon and someone who can elicit like that heat and warmth of that fire. And what happens is when we open up our system, what happens to a lot of people is anger is something that for many of us, it has been buried because maybe we grew up in a home that someone in the house got angry or, and and, right. And so we have like a, a, a distinction of, of how anger can hurt people, or maybe you got angry at people and you hurt people. So now you kind of like squelch it. However, it happens. Anger is one of those things that very, very few people have been allowed to let out in a healthy way. And usually because we bottle it up and bottle it up and bottle it up when we actually let it rip and let it out, Mm -hmm. it creates mayhem. The analogy that I tell people, it's like, if you've ever watched, um, X-Men, just the the analogy just always resonates for me. It's like when, um, Cyclops, right? Like he's the guy with the lasers out of his eyes. Correct. Don't don't pretend like you don't know their names, their backstories. And that is that his name, real name is Scott. You know, you know, you know what his name is. So right. Like X-Men are mutants. So they, they have certain talents and gifts and whatever. Um, and when, when they do like the origin story or like how it starts, you know, so Scott finds out that he can shoot lasers out of his eyes, but he's scared by it. Right. And this is kind of the way we interact with anger. So he, he keeps sunglasses on all the time. And as long as the sunglasses are on, right, like that's the protection mechanism. So your sunglasses are your protection mechanism. It's like, I'm going to just swallow and bury it deep inside. I'm going to pretend that I'm not angry. I'm going to try to figure out all these strategies about how not to get like we do all this stuff. That's the the glasses. Right. And then they get into this first battle and someone knocks the glasses off his face. And when he he can't see. So when he opens his eyes, these lasers are just like, you know, just like they're hitting his team. They're hitting like they're taking down buildings like innocent people are running for their lives. He has zero control over this uh, thing that he has, right? Mm -hmm. This gift. And then what happens is he goes to this academy, Xavier's school for the gifted and Xavier actually like teaches him and he gets from a place of like ripping this thing everywhere to just being able to laser focus these lasers, uh, to wherever he wants. And then once he does that, what happens is he get, he gains confidence he gains uh, safety, right? Because he's he's not no longer worried about like hurting other people and all that stuff. And anger is very much like that. It's something that because in the societies that we live today, anger is shunned upon, right? Like it's not good to be angry. Like we we promote people who are selfless to a fault. And we demote everyone who shows any tendencies for anger. So there's never been like a, a healthy template. Yeah. Like that's the word I'm looking for. Like there's never been a healthy template of what anger can look like, but there's a dynamic gift to that energy. And so when people open up through our work and this anger starts to move up and because they're, they've been so afraid of how this anger has impacted them and others in the past, it it throws them into this big, like, it's the word that's coming to, it's so not the word, but I'm going to say it anyway. It throws them into a kerfuffle. It's like this very, like, a kerfuffle. A kerfuffle. It's a very disorienting because their system is almost like fighting itself to try to prevent this thing from happening. But at the same time, it's like flowing and it just, it sends them into this really interesting place. And so what we practice here, and this is because this is so much guys and eyes pattern is there's a big difference between channeled fire that also has safety, stability, grounded, open heartedness versus I'm just going to level you because I'm fucking angry. And what I just told this person was that, It's the difference between spewing hot air 
into the ether, which moves nothing. It's just opinion, which gets the other side defensive and no one's moving because everyone's just like stuck in and like, fuck you, I can get more angry. Let me show you. And it's just like irrelevant. <laughs> or you can learn to harness this most precious of gifts. And I'm telling you, like, this is something that I'm still working on now. It's like, can I speak from that place of like grounded, heart-centered fire? that others feel safe and interconnected by and dynamically excited by, you know, Tony Robbins is an awesome example of this. I wouldn't say that he has so much of that, like interconnectedness, but like Tony Robbins is a walking fire breathe. Like he's like channeled fire. And so when people are around him, like if you've ever been around him, it's, it's enlivening. You're like, whoa. That's why people walk out of his courses feeling so good. And then they leave and then they're like, I don't feel so good anymore. Let me go chase Tony because now they become addicted to that fire. Yeah. Can you, can you name some of the qualities of somebody who is in like a, in like a healthy fire and like a healthy heart space? Mm -hmm. So one of the things that came actually through on this call and I, I, I never said it this way, so I'm going to, I'm going to try to recreate it. When there's a healthy fire, it's like this ability to hold. You first come from this place of being able to hold everything without judgment or and against something, right? It's like you can hold all of it. You can hold someone's pain. You can hold someone's suffering. You can hold someone's fear. You can hold someone's overwhelm and you hold it and you're not fighting against it, right? Like when people fight against something, it's automatically triggering and someone's going to back off. So when I feel into it, it's like, for me first, it's ground, like stable, ground, like really, really connected from my root to the center of the earth, my feet, like as a really good base. And I start to really feel that like settled grounded. And when you get to this place, one of the first things you're going to notice, at least for me is time slows down. And you'll even notice like my speech pattern is going to slow. And from this place, I feel this immense warmth that just starts to build in my chest, but it's different than that warmth of like that volcano that most of us feel when we're wronged, right? So when we're wronged, it's like that fire and that anger comes from a self-defense, self-preservation. So it's like, I'm now fighting something. What I'm talking about is there's no fight there's an energetic transference that can light up someone's system. It's like fuel. It's like jet fuel to their already existing fire. And so it's this grounded sensation, this well of energy starts to build up. It's like it bubbles and then it gets to my heart and I just let it fill my heart and it just opens. It opens and opens and opens. And then the heart from that open place, just seeks connection. It's like open arms to you out there, literally you right now out there. And that sends a certain message to your system, right? Like now we've included ground. We've included safety. We have this dynamic flow and energy. There's this connection between the two of us. And as I speak, here's the best part the words are almost irrelevant because if you really start to tune in wherever you're listening to this right now is just notice how this energetic transmission is impacting your system see if you can start to feel that like dynamic energy that's beginning to move see if you can feel that like grounded support that's here and see if there's a feeling almost of like 
wanting more connection. It's like this leaning in when someone comes from this place, it's like a leaning in, like I want, right? It's very different. And from here, by the way, you can say a lot of things that you have thought were not safe to say, or that if I say this thing, they are going to run away. But because we create it in such a structure that embodies the ground, the energy, the connection, the, all of it, their system naturally will come down into a more of like rest, relaxed state. They're not defensive. They're open to receive. And you can, there's nothing you can't communicate from this place, right? Like people will hear your truth as your truth, not as something that you are standing for. Um, sorry, not as something that you are trying to defend, but rather something that you simply are like, like you are that thing. And it's so unarguable with that. They're just like, cool. I got that. And this, I'm telling you, like, this is the energy that can change the planet. It does change the planet. I mean, like, you don't need to look far around, like notice the people that you are very, very drawn to. Most of them run this anger part. They've just, not all of them, but you know, those that have worked it, uh, have really been able to channel the gift of this pattern. And it's, it's brilliant. And there's something you could say about the conversation you were having that's a little bit more grounded and uh, practical usage for people. Cause like, I, I love the transmission. I thought that was really beautiful. Anything you want to share specifically about that? Um, no, I don't. Cause it was, okay. it was just like, uh, yeah. yeah, it was like a personal conversation yeah. and I don't, it's not my place. Understand. Okay. Um, yeah. And I just wanted to, you know, kind of describe the, the, the quality of this is like a, like a really dynamic energy. This is an energy of uh, influence, an energy of, of charisma. Um, so, you know, when you see someone who's like really monotone and doesn't move much and is like really rigid, like, right. You can say, okay, like, wow, they're really, <laughs> robotic and that's because they don't have a lot of this quality of this energy everyone has something right like the you push that person enough you're suddenly going to see even the most buttoned down person uh throw a hail mary out there but um you know it, it takes a lot for that energy system to move and so what's interesting about the heart space more than any other energy center in the body is i think twofold uh number one it's the only one that contains both the qualities of the feminine and masculine energies that's both and two, it's like very dynamic. So uh, for example, like once there's a lot of awareness in this space and it actually begins to open, what you see is when like, uh, you know, when there's stuff going on in your life that it's like, it's just not moving. You're like, you've kind of been stuck in something for a long yeah. time. We see this with clients as well. Like, you know, they're like looking for an answer for a while. Well, if you sit in coherence with another person, right? Cause again, we're just exchanging energy or within yourself too. If you bring your awareness down to your heart space and you just kind of imagine, you know, because in the beginning it's more like visualizing what's happening and that feels like a little bit of effort, but again, it's like practice, right? Just to, to kind of bring it full circle here. Like when you first learn to dribble a basketball, you're just slapping it. It, just, it doesn't look pretty, right? And you're using a lot of energy yeah, slapping the base, man. You can't see Elon, but he's slapping the base. Um, <laughs> so he's just like, you know, you're slapping it, but eventually it becomes more of this fluid yeah. motion and it becomes rhythmic and actually quite beautiful. And so that it's kind of the same with everything, right? In the beginning, it's like, it's clunky because your neural pathways aren't quite built for that yet. And so there's an element of having to envision something you've never done before while doing it. Again, I have a three-year-old at home. I see him all the time, right? Like, it, it's kind of funny to see a human who's like struggling with day-to-day -day stuff. He's not struggling. He just hasn't never learned. And so we have to get the like focus and awareness are things we just, there's no school formal education, a school that you can go to and learn this stuff. And this is why people go to like monasteries and, and monk school and, you know, uh, mystery schools like we do, 
because they, we, we want to learn, like, how do you focus this? Like, how do you not make this something I have to visualize, but in an eight rhythmic part of who I am. And it just, it's so, um, it just happens through the power of intention. That's the easiest way I can say it. it's like, so it's intentions, what it moves your hands intentions, what makes, uh, experiences flow in your brain, but intention is also what allows you to step into your awareness and get out of your mind. Okay. So if I intend to go down to my heart with my awareness and open it, I'm actually opening up this dynamic center in my body. And what it's going to do is it's going to start actually moving a lot of energy. And so if there's stagnation in my thought, if there's stagnation in my body, like something hurts or something like that, it's going to start getting it to move. Now, as it moves, I'm going to start having experiences, thoughts, yeah. emotions. Um, okay, here's what's coming up for me now where before it would have just seemed like nothing is happening. And so same can happen when we're in with a client working on it or in a group. And there's like, you know, you ask someone to share something and it's like crickets, guess what? Like fire is kind of missing in that space. You open up the heart space. Suddenly everyone's throwing their hands up and wants to say something because it's just moving energy. That's really what's happening. And it, and again, this is not a, we're not saying this like a metaphor. We're saying this is actually what's happening <laughs> as as you do this and so we can become really aware of what the different energy pockets in our body are like different parts of a machine that all have different gifts yeah and so increasing awareness is is your ability to start sensing these different energies and what do they actually do to your experience to your reality to your relationships to your health how you manifest all these different things and that's why we're sharing these kind of different stories with you because Again, you know, Elon and I have been practicing this for, for a number of years now, like five years intimately, day in and day out. It behooves me to imagine what ends up happening when you practice this stuff for 10, 20, 30, 40 years. And you have such high level of awareness around that, that it just opens up a new, a new spaces. And, and even with the practice that we've had, and, and it's been an intense five years for us in this practice, like it, it's astounding to see what happens for people as they're around this energy and start noticing it within themselves. And it's not about control. It's about recognizing which parts shut down or get defensive when you're having certain experiences. Like Elon yeah. said, we've, we've, we've taken the emotional landscape of the human being, which is very vast and multidimensional. And through morality, what you see, we see happening in the world today with you know vaccines and again, don't care what, what side of it you're on, but like the moment we start applying um, morality to things, we start going, okay, this is okay, but we're not allowed to do that. So imagine like how much morality we have put on emotions, like on the emotional spectrum of a human being to the point where it's like, we have positive emotions, negative emotions. Everyone knows don't have the negative emotions. Okay. So that's like at least 50%, but then it's like, even the good ones, it's only like in this quality of it that I really want it. It's gotta be ecstatic pleasure. or I'm like disappointed. Right. It's like, so that, that part of it is gone. And so we eventually get to like a subset of a subset of a subset of emotions that we say are, are okay. And everything else goes into defense. Right. And it's like, Oh, if that's happening, my body compresses and, 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 and here, but if you, if you don't notice, like if you haven't been trained to notice that that compression is happening, when I say it, you intuitively know that what I'm saying is the truth because you know, when you're not feeling good, there's like a tightness in your body, but you've never thought about it. Like, no, your, your nervous system, I, I mean, down to your DNA, is literally coiling around itself and tightening the nerve endings, um, veins, everything is getting smaller in diameter and tightening your muscles, brain, everything. So it's like, what happens to a body? What happens to any energy when it's squeezed and it can't flow anywhere, right? It, it's not, that's not a healthy body. Healthy body is in flow. It's a river that's moving. It's a stream that's moving. It's an ocean that's moving. That's why we look at uh, things that look vast in our emotion. We're like, Wow, because it's a it's a recognition of we're looking at something so big that acts exactly the way that it is inside. And so there's a templating that happens when you're around these moving bodies of water as well, right? That make you feel healthier. And so that's what we want to start gaining awareness and mastery of within ourselves if we're going to evolve beyond the type of mindset that is now being highlighted and has been highlighted in the world for, for a very, very long time to see like, oh, okay, that's happening if I draw my awareness there, I can actually actively open myself up again, let the stream flow and start having these experiences. And from that place, like negative emotions, you, the morality of that drops, anger drops because you start noticing that every aspect does have a negative and a positive. It has a distortion and it has its gifts. But if we don't have it ever, 
will never discover it, the side of the gift from it. And so people who don't feel like they have charisma and don't feel like they can influence the people around them at their workspace, at their job, within their family, guess what? Like this is offline. It's not, it's not being, it's not being presented. It's not expressing itself. And so you can't tap into the gifts that come along with that because you're so avoidant of what's going on there. And so we really want to invite you guys into at least the idea, if not the experience that like without, without the full soiree of emotions, we're never going to find our enlightenment. We're never really going to truly know ourselves. We're never truly going to fully develop into the, into the gift that we were intended to be. And it, and it does take, again, I don't want to call them perfect practices, but practices that when consistent practices, that when those things arise, you can start learning a new and dynamic way to be with them versus, okay, I'm having this experience. I don't want it. And that's the end of that. And then you're just in a mind battle about how to change something external to make that go away, but it never goes away. It just lives in the system and it just calms down a little bit. If it perceives that the situation has changed, I want you guys to like, I'll end it with this. Like most of our lives right now, you know, again, are really being highlighted about this illusion of safety, right? Again, whatever side of the issues you're on, you're on it. That's besides the point. It's just like, we live in a world where we expect those in authority to create a sense of safety for us. It's the same reason we have an exit procedure at 30,000 feet and we go through this presentation every time because there's a part of you that knows I'm about to jump into a metal hot dog that's going to fly 500 feet, you know, 500 miles per hour. That is probably not safe or could not be safe. And so they're like, well, we have an exit procedure at 30,000 feet. It's like, really? You know, like I'm not saying that planes always crash, but like in the majority, when they crash, they crash, like people die. Right. And so that, that alone is like, it's kind of what we're all looking for. It's give me the pill, give me the shot. Like, I don't want to do the work. I just want you to take this fear away. And I empathize with that. I really understand. Like, that's where people are coming from. And, 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 you know, once whatever side you pick, you identify and attach to it. And now you got to argue to, cause you would need to prove to yourself that that was the right choice to make. And if people don't agree, <gasps> This fear. And I'm saying that that goes on both sides and every side of every issue, it, this comes up and now it's being like massively exacerbated. So the point here is, is that like all of that is how our mind operates too. It's why we're seeing the macro of how we work internally. We're constantly creating exit procedures at 30,000 feet, pretending like we have control over things that are uncontrollable because most of the time when we're afraid at the most basic of level, we're dealing with our fear of annihilation. That's all, that's like always somewhere in the mix and is kind of like sourcing the fear and the stress and the anxiety that's coming up. And it's very easy to draw a line between where like very simple fear to like, nope, that's because some, at some level being sourced from your annihilation, your worried concern of not being connected and dying. And so if we understand that this is just part of our lives, there's so much to be gained and learned from getting deeply aware in and into the experience of this fear of this negativity of this anger of all these things such that that you can change your relationship to it i keep saying we we, i keep saying that we need to stop um pursuing pleasure you know we've been saying for a long time here is that the, the philosophy is the path is not to make yourself feel better just simply get better at feeling and so if you really want to know where like the passion comes from like, where does pleasure actually come from? It's not an experience. It's not an experience. They, those can give you pleasure, right? We can notice, oh, I'm experiencing pleasure as I'm aware of that. That's the key. As I become aware of that, there's pleasure. But where the real pleasure is, is in the awareness itself. Yeah. When you start noticing that, like, you know, when you go to see a movie, it's like because you're the observer of the movie, that's the pleasure. You're already excited before the movies even come on. You're in pleasure, knowing that there's something that you're going to watch, that's going to give you experiences in your body, whether it's fear or joy or crying, but because we're subjective in that point of view, we're like, this is, this is awesome. And we all go to, and we love movies for that reason. But here's the reality. That's your life too. You're just the thing perceiving the movie. And so if you can train yourself to gain pleasure simply from a watching, from being aware, then you don't have to worry anymore about your emotional state. It's the pleasure of watching that emotional state that is the pleasure. Yeah. And I just want to add this one other thing about uh, practice. It's like practice isn't sexy, especially in the beginning. And especially with this kind of stuff, like 
practice isn't something where you even do it and you're like, oh my God, that made such a difference, right? Like in the beginning, when you do anything like, you know, you do push-ups, you do sit-ups, whatever. Like if you think that you're going to do them once a week or go to the gym once a week, and then all of a sudden you're going to have this like six pack abs body. Like, I mean, I know I'm talking and you're like, that's delusional, but like what guys pointing to is that's how we approach life. It's like, give me the quick fix. I mean, I can't tell you how many people we know that will go down this path and we share, you know, we'll like do this practice, do this practice, do this practice. And they didn't, they didn't do any of them. <laughs> and then they keep coming back and they're like, it's not working. It's not working. Did you do that thing? No, I didn't do that thing. Then you don't want it to change. <laughs> and that's like something, you know, one of our mentors said a long time ago, it's like, there's two reasons why you're not producing the results that you want in your life. One is if you're doing the wrong work and lying to yourself about it. The other is you're not doing the work and lying to yourself about it. Mm -hmm. That is it. That is it. Let that sink in. Like if you don't have results in some area of your life right now, just look from that frame. Am I doing the right work? Probably not. And am I doing the work? Probably not. Right. So like, for me, and I just want to share like my personal experience, starting out with new practices, I never get like ultimate joy from, right? If you guys think that like Elon taking 30 to 60 minutes out of his day in the morning to meditate, when it started, I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited to meditate for 30 to 60 minutes every single morning, or I'm so excited to do these stretches, or I'm so excited to read, or I'm so, fuck off. You know, like waking up earlier and like doing all these things, it felt like a chore. But this is the part that I just want to highlight because like people think that somehow if it feels like a chore, then maybe I shouldn't do it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just things that things that should help me shouldn't feel like a chore. Really? Fuck off. Like it just does at the beginning. You know, what's that, what's that line? It's like uh, before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water after enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. So at some point, it doesn't matter. And think of anything that you've done for a long time and that you've been practiced at what you realize is like change comes way before the practices take hold. Okay. Like, like it's happening. You just don't have perceptive ability to actually see the change as it's happening. And especially when we're talking about this energetics work, what we're actually doing, what guy was talking about, it's like, you're actually rewiring the internal circuitry to pass energy in different ways. So for example, for, for Guy and I, our energy, the natural path of energy is it came up and out, up and out. So for me to be able to have energy actually go down and into the ground, I was like, what the fuck? How do I do that? What, I don't know. Like, I've never felt energy in my feet before. I've never felt my feet connected to the earth. Like, what does that even look like? What does that feel like? So I went and I started the Qigong practice, maybe like two marches ago. I don't know when it was like, like 2020 sometime. Right. And I did Qigong and I would do these motions and I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. It looks like I'm just flailing my arms here for an hour in the morning. And like, you know what, eventually maybe like, two months into it. I remember I said to my coach, I was like, Oh my God, man, like I did it today and I felt something new. That was it. It wasn't like, Oh my God, my life changed. Oh my God. Like all this money came pouring from the sky. Oh, the, the relationship of that. No, I was like, I felt something new. I felt something I've never felt before doing this one move. And I was like, wow, that's so fucking cool. And so shifting the lens, to enjoy the process is going to be the biggest bang for your buck that you can do in any area of your life. Stop making your life about achieving this result 
or that result or getting to this end goal or whatever the fuck it is. Like if you can get to a place where you shift your perspective to actually notice the micro shifts, like, wow, that felt different. I've never, I've never felt that when someone said this to me, or I've never felt that comfortable saying that to someone. Or when I ate this food, all of a sudden I felt like all this shit moving in my stomach that I've never felt before. Like all that stuff excites me because it's this like never ending exploration of what the hell this whole thing is. And as you get into the excitement of the game of the exploration, the process of practicing becomes exciting. Because each time I now practice, I'm like, ooh, I wonder what I'm going to get to experience today. Not with an agenda of what it's going to produce for me or what the end result is or how my days. Just like truly like, I wonder if I'm going to experience anything new today. And if I don't, I don't. I'm not like, oh, I didn't experience anything new today. I'm just like, ooh, <laughs> cool. Is that how your ego sounds? Yeah, so so much. She's like, nah, nah, we didn't experience anything new today. Yeah, nah. <laughs> so yeah, look, I just want to. Hopefully, like, I'm not saying this to upset you. I, I really hope that you're hearing this as like a way to get excited about the process. Here's what I know. I don't know if you got one day to live or a hundred days to live. But somewhere in between that spectrum, most of you listening, like you're going to fall in somewhere between that spectrum, right? Like, let's, let's give them a few more than 100 days. Let's let's give them a few years. No, I said uh, from, from one day to 100 years. You said 100 days. Oh, no, I meant 100 years. Sorry. You mean you got to one go day, you three and a half months. You, you pick it. You pick which one you want. Which no. one are you into? One day, 100 years. Somewhere, <laughs> somewhere in between that spectrum, right? Like... You're going to be living those days this way or that way. Okay. If all of your focus, like say you're at day zero and all of your focus is like 10 years from now, this is what life's supposed to look like. And you've done this. So look at your experience. You will have just blurred the 10 years. You will have missed all this amazing stuff that was happening because your focus was just like, I got to get to that day. Right. But if every day you woke up and you're like, I wonder what is going to be revealed to me today. Wow. I got to experience a level of sadness. I have never experienced it ever. Wow. Oh my God. I felt so much rage and anger today. I've never allowed myself to feel that today. I felt bliss while sitting on a park bench, watching birds, never felt that before. I ate a piece of food and actually felt the energy course through my body and in and wow, how the hell did that happen? My wife said this thing that she always says to me that always upsets me. And I just sat there and nothing happened mm -hmm. like that. And those moments just become the thing that I get excited by that. I'm like more practices, more time. Give me more because I'm not interested in this like quick fix. I love what guy called like Amazon transformation. Prime day. Yeah. yeah it's really about expanding your ability to surrender to everything, mm -hmm. you know, and of course you're going to surrender to a lot and then something's going to happen that you have not built the capacity to surrender to practice. The next thing happens, practice. And then the next thing happens, practice. And it's like, I think people come and, they have a big opening because sometimes it's really big stuff and then sometimes it's very micro stuff. And then the funny part is you find out that the micro stuff is really what's important. Like we all know it's in the detail. Yeah. It's in that like it's in that that nanosecond where you're with your spouse and you could have gotten upset and you're just calm as a Hindu cow. Yep. And you're like, what? Right. Because we think it's like about, oh, I got to get the Ferrari. That's big. Right. And you're like, oh, red fucking Ferrari. That's cool and shit. But like. Like that quality of being with people and like you're in an environment with a friend or people you're just meeting and they you shake hands with a stranger and you usually would feel like <gasps> that that rush of fear or anxiety in your system because like, oh, you're judging yourself. So you think you're judging you and you're getting weird. Now they're getting weird. This whole thing happens. And in that moment, you shake that person's hand. You realize I'm grounded. I'm stable. I'm speaking slowly. I'm articulating myself. I'm connecting. You know, just... Yeah. 
expands your mind in, in ways that most people it's like they, they've lived in one singular bubble of a human experience because they've been conditioned by everything around them including the powers that be to feel that way and we don't realize like it's it's not the only way a human gets to be what people call it human nature is they don't even know what it is it is based on such classical ideas that i want to tell you the fundamental belief that most of us are living on planet earth has been disproven by the very people who told you it was that way. Competition, survival of the fittest, none of that is true. has been disproven for a very, very, very long time. We, today we know that nature is built on cooperation. So think about that, like we need each other. He, Elon and I know this for a fact, healing does not happen with other people. It happens in co-regulation with another. So we'll leave it at that for today. Guys, we want to let you know if you need support with any area of your life, you're struggling, you're stuck. And even if things are great and you're like, I just want to fucking upgrade. What's the next level? Yeah, just well, like, what's another level for you? Like, Elon and I, we don't do this work because we're like, our lives suck. Our lives are fucking amazing. It's it's the love of the work, like, because there's always more expansion, more freedom, more liberation, more self-expression. There's just, there's more. And it's not like we have to be junkies for achievement because this is not about achievement. This is about liberation. This is about enlightenment of humanity. This is about evolving beyond the world that we've known. You want to be the person who's holding the iPhone while those people are still holding the dumb phone? That's what this work is about. Yeah. This is about the work people don't even know they need yet. You sense that you need it. So if you're one of these people and you just want to explore what that looks like, just have a call with our team. Call satori.com, set up a 15-minute 15, 15 clarity call with our team, ask your questions, find out what we do here, see if it fits into your timelines and what you're looking to do. That's the rub. We love you guys very much. We'll see you next time. Enjoy your day and your week. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye, Thank you, dear one, for choosing to share a bit of your day with us. We value you greatly. And as a way to give back and help you to deepen these practices, we want to invite you to join our incredible community on Facebook. You can do so easily by going to joinoldsouls.com and ask for an invite. This is our private community where old souls and seekers are able to grow and share their journey with others. We hold exclusive weekly live streams, we answer your personal questions, and offer valuable insights that we won't be able to share here on the podcast. So again, just head to joinoldsouls.com and grab your invite today. And as always, if you enjoy this podcast, please head to iTunes and leave us a review. It's the only way other people can find this show. So if it's making a difference in your life, please share the love. Until we meet again, have an amazing week, dear one.